Yo, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Mark Mosley, and welcome back to my podcast. This is episode two of Maybe We've Been Misinformed. Um, This episode is in um, conjunction with Tithing, which was the first episode that I did. Um, And this one kind of is on a subject that's very near and dear to me, which is speaking in tongues. You know, um, I know this is a a wildly, wildly taught subject, and hopefully we can shine some light on this area and break it down in a way that you can understand and be able to relate a message to someone else. If you agree, of course, and if you disagree, hopefully, you know, um, the time allows that we can have some dialogue one day and be able to discuss this, you know, maybe just go in depth, and maybe there's some things that I missed and just can cover, but Let's hop in. Um, so really, I'm going to be coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and then I think chapter 14. Um, but man, like I really I really love the topic of speaking in tongues because, I mean, this was something that I was truly raised on. And, you know, my uh, my friends, uh, you know, I, I've <laughs> I've done this so many different ways and I feel like my mind has has grown immensely um, throughout life um, and actually just studying the word like for what it actually says to to actually get an understanding and not to verify previous thoughts that I may have had. Um, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm all about like, hey, what did I know? Was that right? Oh, no, it wasn't right. All right, let's go in a different direction. So. Yeah, speaking in tongues, right? You know, it's like, what is that? Honestly, man, if you ask me, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. But then other times, I I, I don't believe it's it's gibberish. I don't believe that. Um, because when I go to, you know, like the Greek or the Hebrew for um, speaking in tongues, like, I, what is it, First Corinthians... Let's say first Corinthians chapter 12 and I go to interpretation of tongues. I mean, the Bible says glossa and this is the Greek word glossa. And it means language, though, of an uncertain affinity, the tongue by implication, a language, especially one naturally unacquired tongue. So it's a language. It's a language. And I know, you know, in chapter 14 where it talks about, you know, the unknown tongue and diverse tongues, you know, you got the different, whew, it's just a lot there. And hopefully we can unpack it in this episode. Um, maybe maybe not unpack it all. Like, there will be many parts to this. Um, the Maybe we were mis, misinformed. Um, but, yeah, speaking in tongues. So, it is a language. Um, now... It's a part of the spiritual gifts. That's why I'm coming out of First Corinthians chapter twelve. Um, and you know, now I'm concerning spiritual gifts, like boom, there it is. And so we have, where is it? So you have the speaking in tongues. This is First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse ten. So to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. I love verse 11, man. 
but all these work it that one and the self-same spirit. Let me go to the Amplifier so you can really know what I'm saying. <laughs> Verse 11 is all these, the gifts, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering are brought uh, brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit distributed to, distributing to each one individually just as he chooses right so then you know yeah this is going to be breaking down some things that we've made we and i say we because i learned this as well um not even just at in in home churches but everywhere that i've gone i've heard it be taught this way is that we all should speak in tongues and so then we look at the words like should we all because it's here is saying distributing to each one individually just as he chooses in verse 12 for just as the body is one and yet has many parts in all the parts though many form only one body so it is with christ and so i look at that and i'm like wow okay you know god so when i was asked about speaking in tongues probably if you were to ask me i would say eight months ago I'd be like, hey, so I know what 1 Corinthians 12 says, and this is what I interpreted. I was saying, you know, you know, we all can speak in tongues, but we all might not because we, you know, based on our faith and our level of faith. And I was like, I mean, it didn't sound right to me personally, but I just kept saying it because I didn't have any other answer. But now I do. Right. And I love it because, like, I wish you could see my heart, like, jumping because it's like, wow, I finally found the answer. And it's been right here for over 2,000 years, right? <laughs> so when I'm looking at this, I go down, I go down, and it's like, oh, verse 14. So it's like, okay, let, let's go back up because it says to one, oh, okay, so blah, 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 um, and there were distinctive ways of working okay so if you go to verse eight i would say let me change this back to the king james yeah so actually if you start at verse four so verse four now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit verse five and there are differences of administrations but the same lord Verse six, and there are diversities of operations, but is the same God which worketh all in all. Verse seven, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Verse eight, for to one is given by the same by the spirit, the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. Verse nine to another faith by the same spirit to another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. Verse 10, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. All right, so this verses 4 through 11, right? And it's saying to each one is given this by the same spirit. So this is the thing is we are all the body of Christ. Now, what that just entitled is that that is each part of the body. So, hey, the eyes might be um, the spirit of wit, uh, the word of wisdom. The nose might be the word of knowledge. Um, the ears might be faith. 
Um, the gift of healing could be the hands. The, the feet could be the working of miracles. Um, the mouth could be the prophecy. You know, the different parts of the body it, that we make up is how the spirit um, dispersed them unto us or distributed these things to us. So this is why I love verse 14, because it's saying for the body is not one member, but many members. So if we're telling people that everyone should speak in tongues, then everyone doing the same thing. So I love this because then it's like, okay, like, oh, I'm not supposed to have this. No, 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 no. Like, actually, yes, you're not supposed to have it if he didn't give it. So because then it's like, what are some of us doing if everybody's speaking in tongues? If everybody's speaking in tongues and then we go like because we're a part of the body of Christ. Everybody is speaking in tongues, right? That's that's interesting. Everybody's doing. But the body, the Bible says for the body is not one member. So we're all doing the same gift. Like we can clearly tell, you know, if someone has, you know, the gift of healing and the gift of prophecy. We don't everybody's not claiming that one. But the gift of tongues, then we all people are saying that we all should. We all should speak in tongues. It's like, OK, that's interesting to me. That's very interesting to me. So going and looking at this, it's like, OK. And so and this is what I mean by when I'm saying the body. Right. I'm not saying that you should never speak in tongues because I'm thinking about it this way. When we think of factions within the church, like the denominations, which I completely disagree with having denominations in the Christian community. Um, but having that, sometimes I could see it as, all right, you speak in tongues when, or you don't speak in tongues at this church. Well, partially because you're not supposed to, when, when someone is speaking in tongues and it'll take me to chapter 14, you know, then everybody at their own time is supposed to be speaking in tongues. You know, if you speak in tongues alone, then you can say that you are one body by yourself when you are alone in your home or in the car or something like that. Right. So, yeah, if you're speaking in tongues and that communication is between you and God, you're praying. So, yeah, I mean, that's amazing. That's awesome. But as a body, as a whole, when we come together, it's supposed to be everybody doing their part to function as the body. So then you got one person teaching. You got the other person doing the interpretation of the tongues. You got another person speaking in tongues. You got the prophecy. You got you got all these different parts to function as the body. So not everybody should be doing the same thing when we come together as the body. So you see what I'm saying? It's not to say that you should never speak in tongues. So it's like, hey, man, if 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 you're at home not speaking in tongues, I'm not to say that you're now not a part of the body. Like, I, I'm not going to say that because even in chapter 14, it talks about I'd rather you prophesy more than you speak in tongues. Because you don't know. And it's like to give the inter you are to pray to get the interpretation anyways. But then, I mean, I only I, I don't think I've really ever met anyone to in actually interpretate tongues. I've never met. 
Now, I'm willing to meet because I would love to see like what that's like. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist because it clearly says that there should be interpretation of tongues. But in, I'm like, I've never seen somebody even practice that. I, most times when you go to church and you see speaking in tongues, it's the entire church speaking in tongues. But that clearly goes against the Bible because we'll get to there in First Corinthians chapter 14. Right. So but it's saying we're this this one question that we're answering is should everybody speak in tongues? And I, I believe there's a place in, in, in a decency and an order for speaking in tongues if everyone is to do so. But what I'm saying in the Bible is that if he gave each member their own things, then I don't think that we should be that we all should be speaking, that we all do it. No, man, I, I, I just don't think that I don't think I think that if we are truly guided by the Holy Spirit, you will know because he will let you know. It's not that he's trying to keep you in the dark and like, I don't know if I'm supposed to speak in tongues, man. So I'm going to just keep pursuing to do it i don't think that's a part of i think that there will be something in you which is the holy spirit to let you know whether you should or should not be right so what i love to do is go look at verse 15 it says if the foot this is first corinthians chapter 12 verse 15 in the king james version if the foot shall say because i am not the hand i am not of the body is therefore is it therefore not of the body Verse 16, and if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body, verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, where would, where were the hearing? If the, if the whole were hearing, where were the smiling? But, verse 18, but now hath God set, set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. Like, think about that. We're all, like, think about if everybody is speaking in tongues, then all of us are the eyes. Where are the ears? Have we thought about it that way when we teach this to people? Because we're just telling people, oh, hey, everybody should speak in tongues. We all should. But then it's like, are we telling everybody to be the eyes? Where are the ears? Right? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? You see that? Like if we all say everybody should be a prophet. Whoa, wait, 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 man. There are many parts. There are many parts. There are many parts of the body. There are many members, yet one body. And see, and we can get rid of, oh, I don't need this in my church. I don't need this because then we go to verse 21, right? It says, and the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. Look at that. See, God has all of these these things set in stone so that way you you can't say you don't know because you can just go in the word and look for yourself where it's saying that. Everyone is needed in their appropriate place because we are all members, a part of one body. So then this takes me to first Corinthians chapter 12, uh, chapter 14. And it's talking about basically the the order and the decency into how we use and how we speak in tongues, because it's like this is for direction. Right. 
So I love. Um, I'm gonna start at verse twenty. I'm gonna kind of be around in in uh, all over, all around in verse chapter fourteen. But verse twenty is where I'll start. Brothers and sisters, do not be immature, or do not be children, uh, immature, childlike in your thinking. Be infants in matters of evil, completely innocent and inexperienced. But in your minds, be mature adults. It is written. Uh, verse 21, it is written in the law by men of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners. I will speak to this people and not even then will they listen to me, says the Lord. So verse 22, therefore, unknown tongues are meant for a supernatural sign, not to believers, but to unbelievers who might be receptive while prophecy foretelling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people is not for unbelievers, but for believers. Mm. Like clear here, right? So it's not Mark's opinion or what Mark came up with. And this is what Mark thinks. This is what the Bible says, right? Therefore, unknown tongues, unknown, unknown. So I'm going to keep saying this because when I hear about unknown tongues, it's just gibberish. It's not a real it's not an actual language in the earth. We say, oh, you know, it's a language between me and God. But the un so look at this. This is what I like. Therefore, unknown tongues are meant for a supernatural sign, not to believers, but to unbelievers who might be receptive. Dude, like you you see this, right? Therefore, unknown tongues are meant for a supernatural sign, not to believers, but to unbelievers who might be receptive. Like, listen to that, though. Listen to that, right? To where we're telling, we're, whew, <laughs> I'm getting, I like this. But we're teaching people, like, I, I mean, I've seen it this way where, I mean, we all stand. It's probably about 80 people standing here in one of the churches that I visited. And everybody is, quote, unquote, speaking in tongues. Right? Whoa, like, I, I thought that this was for the unbelievers to see a sign so that they're they're hearing something. And then prophecy, that is for... The believer and not the unbeliever. But look at how many times, like, or how many people that we consider prophets, who are they prophesying to? Let I mean, but for me personally, it's about the decency, it's about the decency in order, right? So it's like, okay, if I'm to prophesy to the people, to the believers, then let me do that. Like I'm and I'm not saying that you cannot. Because, you know, I'm sure that we can find in the Bible different situations, you know, but it's like, OK, it's interesting as to how we just do because we just do things based on tradition, because I'm sure I'm sure if we were to dis discuss these topics in an actual church, you know, a four wall setting, we'd be like, oh, you know, I'm not trying to lead people away from the Bible, but we do it anyways. Right. So that's the that's the interesting part is that your intention is to not lead me away from God. But what you're teaching, you also know, is not in the Bible or what you're doing, what you're practicing is also not in the Bible to do so. That's always that's kind of interesting to me as to how we see that. So it's it's 
it's interesting. So I'm going down. Um, we're going to look at verse 27. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's what I like. So verse 27, and it says, or let's go back up to verse 26, right? So verse 26, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. What then is the right course? Is the right course, believers? When you meet together, each one of you has a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, disclosure of special knowledge, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let everything be constructive and edifying and done for the good of all the church. Verse 27. If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be limited to two or at the most three and each one speaking in turn and one must must interpret what is said okay wow all right now let's go to verse 28 because you're like okay we don't have many people in our church that practice interpretation of tongues that's great that's a great comment let's go to verse 28 but if there is no one to interpret the one who wishes to speak in a tongue must keep silent in church let him speak to himself and to God. Whoo! You cannot tell me that this stuff is not plain and simple. Plain and simple. Maybe we've been misinformed. <laughs> Maybe we've been misinformed. Because it says, if there is no one to interpret the one who wishes to speak in a tongue must keep silent in church. Let him speak to himself and to God. In verse 29, let two or three prophets speak as inspired by the Holy Spirit, while the rest pay attention and weigh carefully what is said. So it's not even saying that just because you are a prophet and you spoke that you're automatically right. It says weigh carefully what is said. And you should only be speaking as inspired by the Holy Spirit. It shouldn't be ba based on how you felt that day and you just have a feeling in your stomach about something. It should be inspired by the Holy Spirit. And I believe that if you have taken the um, proper route to becoming a prophet and to uh, practicing prophecy, you know. You know better. You know. But then I love I love how verse 30 says, but if an inspired revelation is made to another who is seated, then the first one must be silent. For verse 31, for in this way, you all can prophesy one by one. Man, like I think that there is such an order as to how church is supposed to be ran. But we have these different denominations, and that's why I'm not. I'm not uh, in support of denominations because we just go by, okay, this is my tradition. This is the way we, the person who before me has done it. So I'm going to do it this way. And then we like to have those different ones. It's like, hey, I'm non-denominational and then still practice certain traditions just in the name of non-denomination. Like we've made non-denominational a denomination in itself. <laughs> I would think that non-denomination would just go by what the word says. That's it. But it's like you're still practicing these traditions, man. We got to step out of this, out of this controlled environment, man. And, and let the Bible be what we follow wholeheartedly. 
don't go beyond what is written. If you listen to my last episode, you know that that's you know that's a big verse of mine. First Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken, is chapter four and verse six. And it says, um, now I have applied these things. Um, that is the analogies about factions to myself and Apollos for your benefit, believers, so that you may learn from us not to go beyond what is written in Scripture so that none of you will become arrogant and boast in, in favor of one minister or teacher against another. But think about that. We have been going beyond what is written in Scripture because we do put our denomination or our pastor against another pastor. He's good and he's better than the next guy. It's like, no, don't go beyond what is written and you will have no need to do so. You will have no need to do so. As much as I love the people from my home church, I, I can't put my pastor above another pastor or, or even above myself. I don't want to put myself above anybody because it's like go to verse seven for who regards you as superior or what sets you apart is special. What do you have that you did not receive from another? And in fact, and if in fact you received it from God or someone else, why do you boast as if you had not received it? but had gained it by yourself. See, that this is this is where, you know, I, I really draw that line as far as denominational thinking goes or reading other people's projects and things of that sort because it's like, man, we have to just come from the Bible. Like you promoting your book about the Bible, that's cool, but did you, in that book, did you just come from the Bible? Did you only use the scriptures? Not necessarily using your experience to define the scriptures, but using the scriptures to define your experience. Because it's a completely different thing. Because we allow our emotions to define the Bible rather than allowing the Bible to define the emotion. We allow our emotions to dictate our obedience instead of allowing the Bible to do so. So then John chapter 14, verse 15 will say, if you love me, you will obey. And we're not obeying, but we just keep saying we love. But then the Bible says, do not love in merely word, but love indeed. In your deeds, your deeds show that you love. And if you don't go beyond his reading, you, I think you can love a lot more. <laughs> I think you can love a whole lot more. So but going back to first Corinthians chapter uh, 12 and it's saying how there are many parts of the body there are many parts of the body not all will speak in tongues I mean the the Bible is clearly saying distributing to each one individually just as he chooses so who are we to then our word outweighs the Holy Spirit what well, we say, hey, everybody should speak in tongues. That's what I say. No, <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> the Holy Spirit says that he will distribute and that he has already individually, just as he chooses. Verse 12, for just as the one as the body is one and yet has many parts and all the parts, though many form only one body. So it is with Christ. So my my thing is, and I find this uh, 
I keep saying I find this interesting. <laughs> I'm trying to find some other words. I need to enhance my vocabulary. But it's it's when we look at the Bible, and if you're listening to this and you heard this, like, what do you believe? Do you believe what you've seen over the years? The fact that many people will stand in the congregation and all of them will speak in quote-unquote tongues and you're like hey that has to be the truth because that's what i was raised on that's what i know and i don't know anything else and here you coming with you know not everybody speaking in tongues who what are you the devil i'm like hey man the bible your your bible says that not even just mine you might use a different version and i'm sure it still probably says that the, the holy spirit distributed these things individually as he chose so then you're speaking to every Christian and you're saying everybody should speak in tongues. And it was interesting. Um, I don't know if she'll listen to this, but my friend Kayla. It, it was when I really had started to practice Romans 12 and 2 that I could see, you know, the transformation in my mind about the Bible. And it was like, wow, like I am just feel so enlightened and I want to share this with everybody. And I met my friend um, Kayla Hayes. And when I first got to, um, I believe I was in uh, Fort Lee in uh, Virginia and we began to talk and I'm like, man, like this is a brilliant woman. Like, wow, her mind about the Bible is just amazing. And we got on the topic of speaking in tongues and she was like, I've never done that. And I'm like, what? See, most times when I had met people who said they didn't speak in tongues, they also didn't necessarily know the Bible that well either. So then that's what I would use and be condescending and be like, oh, you don't know the Bible because you ain't never spoken tongues. That that I put myself on this pedestal because I spoke in tongues. It's crazy. I had to let go of that thinking. And then when I met her and I'm like, wow, you know the Bible just as well as I do, if not better. And it's like, but you've never done this? You also have read about speaking in tongues, and yet you've never done it? Whoa, 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 what's this? This is new. And that was around the time where I said that I was like, oh, well, we all can, just some might not. And it was like, no, nah, man, you don't need to. That's not even that's not even something God told me to tell you that you need to speak in tongues. It's like, hey, man, you know, I believe that if you are supposed to, uh, he's going to put you in that direct path where you're supposed to and you will know. You will know. But it's like if I'm going to sit here and say that we all should, I am now lying to you. I'm now lying to you and you shouldn't listen to me. But then that's why you should study to show yourself approved, man. You should study to show yourself approved. Second Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved rightly dividing the word of truth because you can do it wrongly so you should do it rightly yes your pastor may say something different i understand man but just go by the word don't even take my word from it don't take my word mark mosley is telling you do not take his word for it just go by the bible that's it that's it man just go by the bible don't even take my word I don't want you to take my word because when you stand in front of the father for yourself, I don't want you to just take my word and be like, oh, well, I think he was right. So. So, yeah, I went with that man. Study to show yourself approved. Study to show yourself yourself, not me. Don't approve me. 
me and God, we, we got our relationship. We, I'm going to be straight out here, right, right? So you take care of yourself and study to show yourself approved, man. You shouldn't be reading scriptures bait with, with what you heard in mind if it's not accurately adding up to the Bible. And that's why I only want to use the scriptures to explain these subjects because it's like, man, if I go beyond that, then I'm just approving somebody else. And they could be wrong. They might not even be approved. I might not even be approving them because they may not even be right. <laughs> so that's it's just interesting to see that. That we will just teach anything. And the Bible is clearly saying like, hey, one, two, if three, all of you guys, one by one, should be speaking in tongues. And there must be an interpretation. And if there is not anyone there to interpret, you should be quiet. You should be quiet. That's that's what the Bible says. That's not what Mark's saying. That's what the Bible's saying, right? Do we need to look at quiet in the in the Greek <laughs> to make sure it means quiet, right? Like <laughs> I think we all know what these scriptures mean, man. So why are we still sitting here doing things a different way? What? Like why are we doing things a different way when the Bible says the way we should? Right? Like, oh, I felt the move of the spirit, so I spoke in tongues. That's not, that's not there. That's not there to do in public. It's not there to do that. And so we all feel the same way. We all do. Huh? I'm confused now. We all what what does the Bible say? We can't just go off of your subjective experience. What does the Bible say, man? The Bible says you shouldn't do that. So then, even if you are actually speaking in tongues, why you want to do it the wrong way? But that's tradition, right? Tradition is, hey, let's get together, all of us, and speak in tongues. Ooh, let's do that. <laughs> At some point, we have to just go by what the Bible says. At some point, right? At some point. Me too. I'm not, I'm not exempt from this. I got to go from just what the Word says. Man, I, I got to go for what the word says. That's it. That's it, man. And so what's interesting, because even I, I, I mean, I like verse five in chapter 14 of first Corinthians. Now, I wish that all of you spoke in unknown tongues, but even more, I wish that you would prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater and more useful than the one who speaks in tongues unless he he translate translates or explains what he says so that the church may be edified instructed improved and strengthened wow see but we're we're sitting here just speaking in tongues and se and seeming holy and not just actually being holy because we don't want to practice the bible right man this is this is to me good stuff and and I don't think that it it will be limited by this maybe 35 40 minute podcast. Um I, I will continue to dive into this this topic as well as the tithing. I, I think that was a big one as well. Um I, I have a few more. Um we got deliverance coming up. We got prophecy. Excuse me. Um we have perfection. The word perfection in the Bible like can you be perfect? I know a lot of people going to be like no, I cannot. 
All right. <laughs> um, can you be a God? Like, I want to talk about that. Like, this stuff is in the Bible, man. So why do we just overlook it? Why do we just do away with that? Like, it, it's crazy. Just We just overlook this stuff, man. So I'm just here to bring that voice to to try to provide some understanding to see if we can, you know, reach a place and and in our minds where we just trust the word of God and that be it. Because I don't want us going in the in the wrong direction. Right. I want to take us in the right direction. So if 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 something was said to you, you know, I hope I hope something was said to you to to at least get that get the, those gears grinding like, hey, maybe I should read into this myself. Like, cause I don't want you to just take my word for it to be like, oh, you just led me wrong. Hey, man, I really want you to go look at this for yourself because it's there. And that way, hopefully you can tell someone else who can tell someone else who can tell someone else who can tell the world. Right. That's that's really the goal. So with that being said, you know, that's that's all I got for that part. Um, make sure you follow me on Twitter at um, underscore Mosley Jr. M-O-S-L-E-Y-J-R. Um, my Instagram is Mosley, M-O-S-L-E-Y, period, um, J-R, Jr. So um, follow me. I'm going to be putting out content as, as much as possible. Really, the goal is to just sit down, make a podcast, because all I'm doing is talking, man. Um, I might get into the editing, you know, try to, you know, try to add some little flavor and spice to it. Throw some music in here once or twice, you feel me? Uh, but, yeah, I want to talk about these things. Hopefully... Um, coming soon, we can get some of my friends on and we can have some discussions, even even if you don't consider yourself my friend. Um, if you would like to just come on here and and that way we can just discuss some topics, man, I, I would love that. I truly would love that. Um, I kind of kind of take after the likeness of Jordan Peterson, who is probably one of my favorite speakers in the world. If, if you really know me, you know, I'm always promoting his stuff. But Jordan Peterson is one who said uh, or talked about, you know, he learned the most from talking with people that, you know, opposed his thinking. And I kind of want to be a part of that type of community where it's like we don't shun away people who disagree because how can we really have dialogue? You know, how can we say we are just solidified in what we know unless we see the opposite? Right. So, you know, I, I want to have those conversations and dialogues, man. So. Um, be thinking about it. If you got a topic in mind, you know, we'll try to set something up and, and we'll talk beforehand. Right. So, you know, because we ain't going to be disrespectful. We ain't going to be coming at each other. Right. But, you know, in, in a cordial way, just breaking down stuff. And even if it's about politics or, you know, Black Lives Matter, if, if it's about something or about an ideology, let's talk about it. You know, if I don't have an opinion about it, if I don't have anything to say, I'll, I'll let you know, like, because I don't want to just be saying anything. But, yeah, I, I want to take this as a, a a possibility or an opportunity to just be able to, to get the word out there and to get a different thought process out there and put it in a different communities. That way people have in, in the possibility to listen to some content that might be different and it might just help them where they are right now. So, yeah, if you um, have not given your life to God, if you think that you really want to do that after hearing some stuff like this some some real cool stuff right uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 9 through 10 and you know you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and then he rose from the grave on the third day and that he is the son of God um, you will be saved 
so now belief looks a little bit different than just saying it out loud, right? So um, it'll it'll change your everyday life because if you go to First John, this would be the last scripture I use. First John chapter two, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, First John chapter two verse six says, "Whoever says he lives in Christ, that is, whoever says he has accepted him as God and Savior, ought." as moral obligation to walk and conduct himself just as he walked and conducted himself. So, yeah, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 1 John 2 and 6 is a scripture I would direct you to. Um, because if you truly have, then that, that, that scripture should embody what you do on a day-to-day basis, um, a minute-to-minute, a second-to-second, right? So, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time listening out. This is your boy, Mark Mosley. Um, we still coming up with a name. Uh, I know I just need more suggestions. I, I really want to go with the gospel of Mark. Y'all got to let me know. Like, is the gospel of Mark a great one? Like, because I think it is. You know what? So, you know, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going I'm to I'm sleep on it. I'm going to pray about it. Pray without ceasing, right? And I'm going to do my due diligence. And we're going to see what we come up with. But, again, thank you for listening. Hopefully something was said to touch you and embrace you embrace the ones around you hopefully something said that you can use the same information and hand it out to someone else um i hope you have a great rest of your day bye-bye